0: I do want to uh, encourage you, if you have not already, to pick up your copy of my book. All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo, and its sequel ebook, All I Needed to Know I Learned from Dragnet. Each of these uh, books takes a look at the career and history of seven great fictional detectives and policemen, and life lessons that can be learned from them. They are available as audiobooks, audible.com or the iTunes store, or also uh, wherever fine ebooks are sold. This will be the last of our uh, Christmas programs for this year, but you can check out all of the Christmas uh, shows we've done on Great Detectives of Old Time. Radio just go to Christmasfeed.greatdetectives.net. But now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is my hobby. And this one is Boston for Christmas. Mystery is my hobby.
1: a year ago this Christmas Eve. Inspector Noah Datton and I had gone up to Boston to attend the famous carol-singing festivities at Beacon Hill. Come on, Inspector, let's hurry along. There'll be several thousand people on the hill. We don't want to miss anything.
2: Okay, okay, I'm walking as fast as I can. Say, uh, Bart. Yes, Inspector. Is it true that folks who live on Beacon Hill leave their shades up and their doors unlocked on Christmas
1: Eve? Yes, it certainly is. Why? Why? The Christmas spirit, Inspector. The spirit of goodwill toward men and peace on earth. Uh, didn't know that Bostonians were so trusting. I beg your pardon.
2: Uh-oh, I stuck my foot at that time. You, certainly you did.
1: were born somewhere around Boston, weren't you, Bart? Yes, in a little town called West Medway. About 25 miles out in the country. Never heard of it. A group of us used to come in every year to hear the carol singing at Deacon Hill on Christmas Eve, Inspector. Oh, <laughs> those were the days.
2: And me? I was born in Brooklyn. We always figured Boston is sort of a small town. It's
1: going to be good to see it all again. The carolers, lighted windows, the bell ringers.
2: Chicago, Philadelphia, Atlanta, all the other small towns. The bell ringers? What in the heck are they?
1: A group of people dressed up in bright red costumes and move from house to house ringing the bells and singing, Inspector. It's a very old tradition. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it.
2: That's a funny thing about Bostonians.
1: What's that, Inspector?
2: They worry a lot because their traditions don't get around more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see what you mean, Inspector. Well, here we are at Charles Street. Hey, watch the lights, Inspector. Oh, don't
2: worry about me. I've seen a traffic light before. What's the Surprised to find anything so modern in Boston, though. Listen.
1: Is... Inspector. Yeah, it's kind of pretty, isn't it? Isn't it? I think they're up near Louisburg Square. I don't hear any bells.
3: Can I see you, Miller?
1: Hey, yeah, that kid's talking to you, Barton. Hmm? Oh, hello, Sonny. What's in your mind?
3: Uh, are you Barton Drake?
1: Must be somebody from West Medway. Yes, I'm Barton Drake. How did you know?
3: Well, I read a lot of your books, Mr. Drake, and wow. your picture was in the paper this morning. They told me that you were going up to the cello singing tonight.
1: So, being a detective yourself, you trailed us, eh, right, Sonny?
3: Oh, no, sir. I figured you'd come along this way. I've been waiting here since 5 o'clock.
1: 5 o'clock? Say, but you must be frozen stiff.
3: Oh, no, sir. I'm not very cold. Anyway, it, it won't matter if Mr. Drake will, will help us.
1: Help who, Sonny? What's wrong?
3: Well, it's my sister and dad. And me. Well, All three of you, eh?
1: What's your name, Sonny? And what's the trouble?
3: I'm Jimmy Christian, and... Well, my dad, he's in trouble. Bad trouble, Mr. Drake.
1: Well, tell me about it, Jimmy.
3: Well, Well, my dad... Oh, you see, my dad... Yes, go on. Dad, he... He murdered a man last night.
1: Jump Judas bug your dad, isn't
2: it,
3: Jan? Well, he didn't really do it. I know he didn't. My dad couldn't hurt anybody. He's the most... Most wonderful man that ever lived. He, he just wouldn't hurt anybody.
1: I'm sure he wouldn't, Jimmy. Inspector, suppose we stepped over to that drugstore in the corner and order up some hot chocolate, Hmm? I'm sure our young friend will find it easier to talk if we get in out of the cold. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. I always say hot chocolate is just the thing to bolster up
2: a man's spirit.
1: Good, eh?
3: How about another, Jimmy? Oh, no, thanks, Mr. Drake. Gee, that was yeah. swell. Uh, maybe we ought to have a slug of sody pop or something. Uh, Jimmy looks
1: to me like a man whose eyes are getting bigger than his stomach. Well,
3: I, I guess I did eat more than I should. You see, Dad hasn't worked for a long time. And, well, not much, I mean, since Joe was killed in Germany. I don't blame Dad, though. He and Joe were... Well, he and Joe were sort of important to each other. I see.
1: Is, um... Was Joe your brother, Jimmy?
3: Yes, sir. He's a lot older than me, though, and then there's my sister, Mary. She's older, too.
2: So you and your dad and your sister live together, eh, Bob? Yes, sir. Tell me,
1: Jimmy, uh, your dad's sick, hmm?
3: Well, sir, sort of. I mean, he is a lot of the time. You see, after he heard about Joe, well, you see, Dad's got some friends that he meets at a place called Harry's Bar. Now, that's there. it. But, uh,
1: all right, Jimmy. Now, you tell us what happened last night.
3: Well, sir, Dad was with some of his friends until kind of late. Then he started home alone. At the corner of Pekin and Gloucester Street, there was a man... Someone jumped a man. Yes, sir, that's it. I guess they had a pretty terrific fight.
1: And your dad killed the other man, Jimmy?
3: I... I guess so. Hmm. It was in the papers this morning. What was in the papers? That a man was found on Bacon Street near Gloucester. And he was pretty well cut up, too. Police well, figure he was hit by an automobile. Do
1: they know who the man was, Jimmy? No,
2: sir.
3: They hadn't found out this morning, anyway. And
2: nobody knows that your dad was in the
1: neighborhood except you and your sister? Huh? No, sir. Well, then, for crying out loud. But your dad sir? is quite sure that the dead man is the one he had the fight with.
3: Oh, yes, sir. He says he's committed murder and he's going to give himself up to the police. He says that's what Joe had wanted him to do. He says he could never live in peace having a, a murder on his mind.
1: That's too bad all murderers don't feel that way. I could
3: retire. Jimmy, uh
1: has your dad uh, been to the police yet?
3: No, sir. Mary and I made him promise he'd wait till after Christmas. We know he didn't do it, sir. Well... Dad just couldn't kill anybody. And then you
2: read in the papers about Barton's James. Oh, I and... read
3: about you, too, Inspector Dandy. Is that a fact? Well, well. <laughs> what did it say,
1: huh? Was my picture in a paper, sir? Uh, you know very well it was, Inspector. You bought at least a dozen copies. Oh, now, Bart, let the
2: boy talk to me.
1: Why don't you can know. Ask him, i to tell you all about this later, but right now we've got more important things to talk with Jimmy about. Do
3: you, do you mean you'll help Dad, Mr. Drake? Oh, boy, now, where now, do wait do i Wait a jump...
1: minute, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Let's not jump to conclusions. Perhaps we can't help at all, but I think we can go out and have a talk with your dad.
3: It's only a little further. You're not getting tired, are you, Inspector Gantry? Me? Tired walking? Pups.
2: I love it. That's why I have flat feet.
1: <laughs> Have you always lived in this neighborhood, Jimmy?
3: Yes, sir. Just down here's a little way.
1: Down this
3: alley? Well, it, it, it isn't really an alley. Yet. Well, Dad said it used to be a famous tree.
1: Oh.
3: Uh, Here we are, up these steps.
1: Well, Jimmy, I see you've got a Christmas tree in the window.
3: Oh, yes, sir. Mary and I saved up and bought it. I figured if we had a tree in things, well, it'd make Dad feel better. Looks kind of
2: nice. Is that?
3: Mary will sure be surprised. She said I was crazy if I thought I could get Barton Drake to come here. Don't forget me, Bob. Hey, Mary! Dad! He's here! Barton Drake is here! Jimmy, what in the world. Jimmy, who are these men? It's Barton Drake and Inspector Noah Ganton. Don't you recognize them? I told you they'd come if I asked them. I told them.
1: Good evening. I suppose you're Jimmy's sister Mary.
3: Why, it is Barton Drake. Well, sure it is. Who'd you think it was? And this is Inspector Ganton. Uh, well, won't you sit down I... I H- hardly know what to say. Jimmy, you shouldn't have done this. Well, sure I should. Mr. Drake will prove that Dad didn't murder anybody, he won't you, Mr. Drake? Uh,
1: well, I don't know, Jimmy, but I'd uh, like to talk to your dad if I may.
3: I'm sorry Jimmy put you to all this trouble, Mr. Drake, but I'm afraid there's nothing anyone can do. On the contrary.
1: I think your father would be making a mistake if he gave himself up to the police pleading murder. Now, wait a minute, Bob. murder's murder. unless okay. unless it's delivered, Inspector. According to Jimmy's story, Mr. Christian was attacked. If death resulted from the fight that followed, it could reasonably be called self-defense.
3: I knew it. I knew Mr. Drake could figure out something. I'm afraid Jimmy didn't tell you everything, Mr. Drake. Oh? You see, the police believe that the man who was found on Beacon Street this morning was hit by an automobile.
1: Yes, I know. Jimmy told us that. Sure, I
3: did. I told him. every please, Jimmy. Dad feels that sooner or later they'll catch the hit-and-run driver, Mr. Drake. He feels that someone might go to prison for his crime. Well,
2: why doesn't he wait until that happens,
3: Hard to explain, gentlemen. Ever since my brother Joe was reported killed in action, Dad's conscience has been bothering him. Somehow he feels that what happened to Joe is his fault.
2: So he gets pie-eyed every night at Harry's bar, eh?
3: Don't you talk that way about my dad? He only does what he does because he feels so bad about
1: Joe. Hey, Bravo. okay. Is your father at home, Miss Kristen?
3: It won't do any good to talk to him. I know it won't. I'm sorry that Jimmy put you to all this trouble.
1: Well, since we have gone to the trouble, I'd like to talk to your father one day.
3: I'm sorry, but who he... Who wants
1: was... to talk to Noel Christian?
3: Dad. Dad! Hi, Dad! Hey, guess who these men are? They're Barton and Drake and Inspector Noah Dent. that's who?
1: Barton Drake, the criminologist? Yes. That's right, Mr. Christian, I'm Drake. This is Inspector Noah Hi. Oh, so they found out, huh? They know I'm a murderer. On the contrary, Mr. Christian, we hope to prove that you're not a murderer. Well, gentlemen, I'm ready to go with you, and it's a relief. Believe me, it is. It isn't easy to live with one's conscience.
3: But, Dad, you don't understand. These men are here to help you.
1: Help me? (laughs) There's no help for a murderer, daughter. Isn't that right, Inspector Dan? What?
2: Oh, sure, yeah, that's right. No help for a murderer.
1: You bet. You see, the inspector knows. If Joe were here, he'd understand. Joe is... was my son, gentlemen. Since he was killed, I I've been trying to live as I know he would want me to. By forgetting your responsibilities toward your other children, Mr. Christian?
3: Why the idea. Young man,
1: you don't realize what you're saying. I realize perfectly well what I'm saying, Mr. Christian. There isn't one man in a million who would give himself up to the police, claiming he was a murderer, especially when there was a chance of his getting out of it, unless he were a complete fool. I don't think you're a fool, Mr. Christian.
3: Hey, you can't talk to my dad like that. I wish not. I'd never Jenny. even act. Mr. Drake, I think you'd
1: better leave. Very well, Miss Christian. No, no. No, wait. Yes. Your words interest me, Mr. Drake. Mm -hmm. You say I'm not a fool. Why, then, do you think I'm giving myself up to the police? I think you're affecting the pose, Mr. Christian. A pose? Yes. Please understand, this is only a theory of mine. Frankly, the moment I saw you, I lost interest in what first appeared to be an interesting case. Go on, please. I can sympathize with your grief over the loss of your son, Joe, but... I cannot sympathize with the cowardly way you have thrust the burden of your grief on your two other children. What do you mean? Just this. You attempted to drown your grief in drink. Possibly you lost your job as a result. You were forced to move into this squalid neighborhood. Then you became ashamed of your weakness and pride forced you to use Joe as your excuse. Is that all? Well, Mr. Christian, that's only a beginning. You thought that sooner or later, Mary and Jimmy would begin to question this grief of yours. So last night, you were attacked. This morning, it was an account in the column of papers of a body being found near the spot where you'd been set upon. And so? And so you saw an opportunity to make a hero of yourself. By pretending your grief over Joe's loss was forcing you to give yourself up as a murderer. You don't think uh, I am a murderer, then? Nor do you, Mr. Christian. You feel confident in your mind that the police will laugh at your confession. On the other hand, you will have gained the adulation of your son and daughter, who will continue to worship and support you. That's a pretty harsh accusation, Drake. Yes, but truth is most always harsh, Christian. You're a weakling and a coward, man. Your only salvation lies in yourself, nothing. go uh, here. It's
3: a policeman. i
2: tried to buy a policeman looking for a Mr. Noel Christian. Oh, no. I'm Christian. What do you want? Ah, it's a pity what I wanted this Christmas Eve, Mr. Christian? Well, go on. Speak up. What is it? Well, sir, it seems, Mr. Christian, there was a barroom brawl at Hardy's Bar last night. You were there, were you not, Mr. Christian? Well. And it seems you punched the nose of a gentleman named Charlie Augustus, Mr. Christian.
1: He deserved it?
2: Oh, I have no doubt but that he did, sir. But tell me, did he deserve being murdered now? Murdered? Yes, sir. On Dayton Street and Cross, where his body was found. At first we thought it was the work of a hit-and-run driver. What was, wasn't it? No, no, Mr. Christian, that's where you're wrong, I think. Witnesses are who claim that this Charles Augustus followed you after you left Harry's bar in a multitude. That's a lie. It wasn't Charlie. No, no. Who else was it then? Charlie's body was discovered dead. Ah, pity it is, Mr. Christian, on a Christmas Eve, too. But the lads be arresting you for the murder of Charles Augustus. Come along now. <laughs> Say is, but this is a heck of a way to spend Christmas. Sorry, Inspector. That's a help. You invite me up to hear the Carol singers, and what happened? You tell me that on Christmas Day we'll go out to your old hometown. And what happened? Inspector, happens? if you prefer
1: You'll... to return to New York, the train's leaving the South Station every hour. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Inspector. What do you mean, well, Inspector? Are you returning to New York, or are you, uh, sticking on the job?
2: Sticking on it.
1: You're a cute kid. Ha ha ha. Inspector, you're terrific. I knew you wouldn't desert me. Oh, you did? Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, don't think for a minute that, I'm don't oh, think that I am giving a jokes.
1: Oh, of course not,
3: Inspector.
2: But... <laughs> well, here we are. Here we are where? Harry's bar.
3: Come on, Mr. Quinn. I don't
2: know what you <laughs> expect to find in here.
1: I'm not sure anyhow. Yes, I see it is. However, oh, since the door was unlocked. someone. Oh, there's someone. Oh, morning, gents. Merry Christmas. <laughs> What'll it be? Good morning. Nothing to drink, thanks. Are you, uh, Harry? Yeah, I'm Harry. How'd you know? i never seen you before. I. Wait a minute.
2: You, do you look kind
1: of familiar. The guy must read the paper. I'm Barton Drake, Harry. This is Inspector Noah Benton. Hi. 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 Drake, huh? Oh, sure, sure, I remember. Now your picture was in the hell the other day. Oh, well, mine was there, too. Was it? Yeah. I didn't see it. Huh. <laughs> We're investigating a murder, Harry, and we thought that perhaps you could help us. A murder, huh?
2: Who got that in?
1: A man named Charles Augustus. You know him? Mm-hmm. Charlie? Oh, I'll say I do. He was a troublemaker, always starting by, could not hold his leg I Who knocked him off? We don't know yet, Harry. I understand there was a fight here two nights ago. Oh, I'd say there was a build. There's most always a fight when Charlie's around. Well, and uh, what started this fight, eh? I don't know. Charlie made a crack about no Christian kid, Joe. The one that got killed overseas. Mm -hmm. Some of the boys took exceptions to it and jumped him. Some of the boys. Wasn't Christian here? Sure, sure. He was here, but he didn't do nothing. He was Oh, He was? Yeah. Anyone get hurt? What? No more than usual. Charlie got cut up a little, I guess, I. Only let him fight for you four minutes. Charlie's kind of sickly and can't take too much of that pummel. What happened after the fact? Nothing. Charlie got sick to his stomach and went outside. Didn't come back. And what time did no Christians start the home? Oh, I see. Oh, it was about 11 o'clock, I guess. He hmm? was pretty well planted. Do you happen to know where the Christians uh, lived, huh? Hey? I know. I've walked no home enough times. And uh, how does Christian get home when you don't walk him? Well, he's got to sit. He goes straight down Gloucester, crosses Beacon, and keeps on at the river. Uh-huh. The river's sort of a landmark, see? So he keeps it in sight till he comes to the Esplanade Shell. Then he goes up and across cross. oh, he's oh, oh, never missed yet. Well, two nights ago he missed. He wasn't so drunk. it's uh, like, uh, uh, uh... What's the matter? What did I hey, do? Hey, 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 hey. Wait a minute. Huh? Wait a minute. You two ain't saying it was Noel that knocked up Charlie, are you? Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho, that's a hot one. Noel wouldn't hurt a flea. Everyone knows that. I look, you don't think that Noel really murdered Charlie, do you? No, Harry, as a matter of fact, we don't. In fact, we're sure he didn't. Come along, Inspector. We're going to have a talk with Officer Clancy. <laughs>
2: Sure, sure, I understand, Mr. Drake. Only it's Christmas, you see. Well, I was planning on being with the kids. That's
1: right, Clancy, it's Christmas. And no Christian is spending the day in jail for a crime he didn't commit.
2: No, no, just a minute, Mr. Drake, just a minute. It was the man who seen Christian coming along class, the street and recognized him. So what? He didn't see Christian murder anyone, did he? Well, sir, he seen somebody jump on Christian... And it was me who discovered Charlie's body There on when I was doing the regular beat.
1: And since you learned there was a fight at Harry's bar earlier in the evening, you assumed that it was Charlie who attacked Christian, is not it?
2: Well, sir, knowing that the fight was about Christian's son, Joe, now, wouldn't you assume... We'll then... ask the questions, fancy me, by
1: fancy. In your report, you stated that you discovered Charlie's body on Beacon Street around the corner from Gloucester. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. sir.
1: Would you mind coming with us and pointing out the identical spot where you first saw about it? Well, sir, you see, it Christmas
2: and I... I know, I know it's Christmas. Now, look, either you'll come along or I'll get in touch with your boss. Who to be a friend of mine and, uh... Well, under those circumstances, sir, I'll come. <laughs> gentlemen, here we are. I was right there that I discovered the body. Okay. But well, how do you know that this is the corner of Beacon and Gloucester Street? All the signposts are covered with snow. I beg your pardon, sir, but if you've lived in Boston as long as I have, you'd know when you're at the corner of two streets.
1: <laughs> we can't argue that, Inspector. This is Clancy's regular beat. He ought to know where he is.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Drake. Now, if I've done all, I can. So just a minute, to...
1: Clancy. I've one of my cards here somewhere. Here we are. Now, would you be good enough to jot down briefly a description of where we are?
2: Oh, it's all in my report. Sir.
1: Yes, yes, I know it is. But you see, the inspector and I are strangers involved, and we'd like your personal description for future references. Well, it's
2: against regulations. Uh, heck with regulations. Write it down. Let's get out of here. I'm cold. I'm sorry, sir. I can't obey your orders without permission from the side. Well, thank God's take get permission.
1: No, then. no, no. Never mind, inspector. I've uh, changed my mind. I don't think we'll need it. Lancy, I'm sorry, but you have to come with us while an autopley is performed on the body of Charles the Justice. <laughs>
3: You will to arrest Jimmy and me, Mr. Drake. Aren't you satisfied with what you've
1: done? I'm sorry you feel that way, Miss Christian. I assure you, I'm here this time for a very different purpose. Hello, Jimmy. Hello. Well, what a very cheerful atmosphere for Christmas night.
3: What do you expect? He planned such a nice Christmas for Dad.
1: And you're going to have a nice Christmas, I assure you.
3: Oh, sure, a nice Christmas with Dad in jail and Joe and.
2: Everybody
3: else, a pardon? All right, Mr. Christian, inside with you. Oh, Dad! Hello, kid. Dad.
2: Merry Christmas. Well, Dad, what happened? Oh, Coske, yes. you really didn't kill anybody, did you? Did you, Howard? Huh? <laughs> I guess not,
1: son. But I let Inspector Danton and Mr. Drake tell
2: you about it. Well, there isn't a great deal to tell. Inspector have you the autopsy report? Yeah, I got it. Charlie Augustus died a heart attack and exposure just like you figured, Mark. Heart
3: attack? But I
1: thought it, it was. Well, your father wasn't sure that the man who attacked him was Charlie Augustus. It was reading about his death in the paper the next morning that gave him the idea.
2: Oh,
1: oh Dad. I, I'm i sorry, Mary. The things that Mr. Drake said about me last night were the truth. I, well, I saw a chance to make you kids think... Well, Thanks.
3: what it? Doesn't make any difference now that we know you didn't murder anybody.
1: Thanks, son. Things will be different from now on. Losing Joe was kind of hard to take. Yes. There's a lot of fathers in the same spot, Kristen. They all find it hard to take. But somehow they do take it, and... It's that sort of spirit that makes heroes out of chaps like Joe. You're right, of course. I know it now, and things will be different. Oh,
3: Dad, it's just as though Joe were here. As though he heard you and was grinning at us and saying, That's swell, Dad. Merry Christmas. Hey, wait a minute. How did you know it wasn't Dad who murdered Charlie with Dr. Mr. Drake? How'd you find out then? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, it wasn't very hard, Jimmy. Harry, the owner of the bar, told us that your father didn't take part in the fight. And he also told us that Charles Augustus was sickly. So we had an auditive performed to determine the exact nature of his
3: death. Well, sure, sure, but how did you know? How did you guess?
1: Don't ask him how he guessed, Bob. Great never guess Go on, tell him. No, I, I think I'll let uh, Officer Clancy do the honors. How about it, Clancy? <laughs> well,
2: now, since so that kind of pushed me in the spot, was was no part of viral, have you know? I, I thought it was a hit-and-run drive when I first found the body. Then my report was all handed in, and if Inspector that hadn't squared things with his agent, i couldn't avoid it. But what happened? Why
3: would you be in a fine fit?
2: Well, miss, you see, it was like this. It seems that your dad there had a system of coming home. He always walked straight down across the street to the river, so he did. Which was something I didn't know at the time. Come on, come on, get to the point. <laughs> well, so you see, the signboards were covered with snow, so I couldn't see how to spell the name Grosven. Lost of a sticker to spell, and, well, me being a poor speller anyway, as I, thinking that it was the work of a hit and run driver, I said to myself, as I thought that no difference now, if I just love this body, around the corner to Beacon Street, which is a 1st class as it was spell best as <laughs> Now, that's the reason. And because a five, body we found on Beacon.
3: And Dad came straight down after it.
2: Well, I'll be a whiskerless sandy floor. Oh,
3: Gee, holy Jesus, as well. This is as well as Christmas we ever had. Oh, it certainly is. Listen, everybody, let's sing Christmas carols.
1: That's the ticket. Can anyone play the piano? Oh, can anyone play the piano? The inspector's practically a genius with the ivies. Come on, inspector, pack up a carol.
2: Oh, now, oh,
3: please. please inspector.
2: Oh, come on, inspector, it's Christmas. Okay. Okay, you talked me into it. It's fun to be, everybody. How about hospital angel set? Yeah.
3: Then it came upon the midnight clear.
2: Children, we thought this was going to be such an unhappy Christmas. <laughs> Let's sing. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come.
0: Mystery is my hobby. Welcome back. Well, I found the little history of Caroline on Beacon Hill to be interesting. Not something I'd heard of. And apparently they still have people going door-to-door with... Uh, or, you know, obviously not this year. But as of 2016, they still had people carrying on a tradition of uh, bell carolers uh, going uh, door-to-door in Beacon Hill with uh, uh, bells, and ringing those, and singing carols. I've always been fond of caroling as a uh, tradition. got to go door-to-door caroling a couple, three times, and uh, also uh, done it in a nursing home. It'd be great if uh, there was more of that. The mystery here is pretty, you know... Basic, if you knew uh, streets in Boston around the end of uh, World War II. I've never been uh, to Boston, have no idea how the streets run, so I'm just going to take their word that they're being accurate. And if uh, Boston uh, residents who happen to be listening to the program take issue, I will gladly entertain it. But I can't see the flaw just because I am just assuming it's correct. A lot of mystery programs, not all certainly, but a lot of the mystery radio programs did tend to have a little bit of lighter stories uh, around Christmas time. I think part of that, it wasn't just, you know, to fit into the festive mood, but part of it was that, you know, they were churning out, you know, 45 to, you know, 52 of these episodes per year. So, the change of pace is definitely welcomed. Well, now I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And thank you to Jan, Patreon supporter since December 2019, currently supporting us at the Seamus level of $4 or more per month. All right, well, that concludes our Christmas offerings. Again, you can find other Christmas-related detective programs over at christmasfeed.greatdetectives.net. And we also have our uh, Amazing World of Radio Christmas special. You can listen to that over at amazing.greatdetectives.net. That will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. Then next Thursday, I'll be on vacation, uh, but I will bring you something fun to listen to from our archives. And then in two weeks, we'll be back with another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.